Clinical Issues by Aaron Kyle Venous Thromboembolism Prevention for Bariatric Surgery Patients Question. We are implementing a new bariatric surgery program at our hospital. How should we structure an optimal venous thromboembolism, VTE, prevention program for this patient population? Answer. The AORN, Guideline for Prevention of Venous Thromboembolism, includes recommendations that can guide an interdisciplinary team in structuring an optimal VTE prevention protocol for bariatric surgery patients. If a team already has an effective protocol in place for other surgical patient populations, they may use it as a foundation for a bariatric-specific protocol. The AORN guideline recommends that facility leaders assemble an interdisciplinary team to establish and implement an evidence-based VTE protocol that includes a standardized preoperative risk assessment for both VTE and bleeding and features clinical decision support based on the level of risk. It is important for the interdisciplinary team to create a protocol that is specific to this group of patients because bariatric surgery is identified in the literature as surgery that increases a patient's risk for VTE. Additionally, many bariatric surgery patients exhibit intrinsic patient-specific risk factors for VTE. See sidebar 1. The VTE prevention protocol should comprise multimodal VTE interventions. Using the risk factors identified in the preoperative assessment, a licensed independent provider should order a multimodal complement of VTE prophylactic measures that may include both pharmacologic and mechanical interventions. Perioperative nurses should implement pharmacologic VTE prophylaxis in a safe and effective manner as prescribed, and be careful to assess the patient for potential contraindications before administering any medication. In addition to the AORN guideline, the American Society for Metabolic and Bariatric Surgery guideline recommends mechanical prophylaxis and early ambulation for all patients who undergo bariatric surgery. Mechanical interventions may include graduated compression stockings, sequential compression devices, or both. When selecting graduated compression stockings or sequential compression device sleeves, it is essential to select the correct size for the patient, keeping in mind that the patient's lower extremities may exceed the size recommendations in the manufacturer's instructions for use, IFU. The shape of a patient's extremities also can limit the use of some mechanical devices, and lower extremities that are wider proximal to the patient's torso may create a tourniquet effect, that is, occlusion of blood flow, when graduated compression stockings are applied. Clinicians should not use elastic bandages as a replacement for graduated compression stockings because they will be unable to control the pressure exerted by the bandages, thereby negating any protective effects against VTE and possibly causing a tourniquet effect instead. Foot inflation devices also may be useful for bariatric patients. These devices reduce venous stasis by simulating natural walking and providing compression to the plantar venous plexus. Before applying any mechanical VTE prevention device or garment, the clinician should assess the patient for potential contraindications to using these items. In addition to prophylactic measures, 
Patients should ambulate as soon as possible after surgery and perform foot and ankle exercises. Patients may experience pain postoperatively and may be surprised at being asked to ambulate. One way to prepare patients for what to expect postoperatively is to educate them preoperatively. Patients who receive preoperative education can participate in formulating their VTE prevention plan and may be more successful with early ambulation and consistent performance of foot and ankle exercises postoperatively. Additionally, postoperative personnel also should incorporate patient education into discharge planning because the risk for developing VTE continues after patients leave the facility. This education should include VTE prevention and prescribed prophylactic measures, common signs and symptoms of deep vein thrombosis or pulmonary embolism, and actions that patients can take to protect themselves from VTE while recovering at home.